Welcome back. Hey. Whitney's with us today again. Whoop, whoop. Here we are. We're so excited. So we're going to do something a little different. It's called Hey Whitney section. So instead of me calling you and saying, hey, Whitney, what's going on with me with this? Yes. We're going to have some questions that you guys have sent in. Yes. That we haven't Yay. covered yet, that this is going to be a good way nice. to kind of bring in some more discussions. Cool. So it's going to be a little candid here. Uh-huh. I like it. Our first one is, hey, Whitney, I'm finding myself overcome with anger. Mm. Rage. I'm, I snap at my husband. The dog barks. It sets me off. I yep. feel like no one can do anything right for me. So that kind of tells me that there might be kind of a foundation of anxiety. Because a lot of times anger, rage, frustration, things like that kind of sprout off of anxiety. Because we feel like we don't have control over a situation. So it may not even be that you really feel like you need to control who loads the dishwasher. There may be something going on at work, um, with your health, with your family, something else that is really the big factor, but, you know, somebody helping out or the dog barking is kind of the straw that breaks the camel's back, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So some things that I would really want to encourage you to do, voice journaling. So I want to say Androids have this too, but I know for sure iPhones have the voice memo app. Mm-hmm. Open that app up and just talk. Yeah. Get out your feelings because truly we're carrying around a lot more than we realize. Mm -hmm. So get that out. Take however long you need to take to get it out. And then when you're done, delete it. That will kind of give you a sense of closure. And the beauty of doing voice journaling, your phone's not going to talk back to you. Yes. And it's faster than pen and paper journaling, which I'm here for that. I am not against it. But in this busy day and age most of us live in, it's hard to sit down and take 10 minutes and write out what we're feeling. Right. And a lot of times when I'm angry, when I'm upset, I can talk way faster than I can write. Yeah. Yeah. I can get a lot more out in that same amount of time. My husband agrees with me doing that very much so too. (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. So definitely some voice journaling can help with that. Um, I would also say that there could be an element of overstimulation, Mm. especially if you've got kids going on because there's messes everywhere because Mm, that's my life. Yeah, I mean, there's cheese it crumbs all over my house. It doesn't matter how often I vacuum. They're there. I think they're permanent residents. Yes. And so, like, you've got kids, so you've got messes. You've got noise. You've got the never-ending to-do list. Well, then you've got the dog barking. You've got this. You've got that. There's a lot going on. So I would encourage you, you know, if the kids, if you're able to get your kids down for a nap at the same time, or if you're able to kind of get them to watch a TV show for five minutes, step outside Mm-hmm. screen free and take a minute just to take in some deep breaths, kind of calm yourself. And uh, when we're in nature, that does a lot for our central nervous system. It does. It's kind of a reset. So that's another way that you can kind of break out of that overstimulation. I have found, which I get super evenings are really stressful in our house. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, bedtime, bath, routine. Yep. Everybody's sweating or crying. Yeah. Um, that occurs. And I have had to ta- stop. And before I respond, go five, four, three, two, one. Absolutely. That, I know even saying it, you're probably like, okay, Sarah, sure. But no, it, it, it helps. helps. It helps. Um, Tremendously. Because a lot of times with our children, mm-hmm. if you meet their crazy, if you're crazy, I like to say. Oh. We're all just going to escalate. But this question resonates with me because I remember... James, our 
second son, I extremely felt rage. Yeah. He would cry and I'd feel so angry. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's common. Mm-hmm. We feel Agreed. that way. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to admit it. So our advice, as Whitney said, is look at your surroundings. Realize it's a lot going on, a lot mm-hmm. of sensory. Yep. Let sensory it out. Overload. Let it out in your voice memo. Yes. 100%. And I think being honest, too, mm-hmm. with um, your support. Yes. When you your need a break, you're allowed or, a break. Yeah. It's not, it is not selfish for us to get breaks. Right. It is not selfish. So taking even 10 minutes just for yourself, mm-hmm. or for me, and the mornings are chaotic in my house as well. Mm-hmm. Mornings and evenings are pure chaos now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. If me, which it's not doable in the newborn stage. We're not saying this if you're a newborn, yeah. this has to, you know, and you're up all night. Yeah. Or if your kid's sick, it's not always yes. doable. I agree. Um, but getting up and me getting, um, I drink V8 Energy instead of coffee. That's yeah. my coffee. Yeah. Um, that for having a moment before yes. my kids. Oh, yeah. That's kind of helped me. Absolutely. Having that, like, start to your day where it's slightly calm. Yeah. Slightly quiet. People aren't screaming at each other yet. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Kind of center myself. Yes. All right. That's awesome. Let's go to the next one. We've kind of talked about this one before in a previous episode. It says, hey, Whitney, I'm struggling. Everyone says sleep when the baby sleeps. <laughs> but I can't. Yeah. Help. Okay, so there's a few things there. Um, as adults, our circadian rhythms, unless you work night shift, we're really not built to sleep during the day. Mm-hmm. So when you have a newborn, they do sleep during the day a lot. Days and nights are way mixed up. Absolutely. And so, number one, it may be hard for you to feel like you can actually sleep during the day. But on top of that, too especially in that newborn stage, because they are needy. They are clingy. You're thinking, oh, I finally got them down for a nap. I need a shower. Mm-hmm. I need to eat. I need to brush my teeth. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe I need to get a chore done or something like that. We have this never-ending to-do list, so it's hard for us to feel like we can sleep when the baby sleeps. Right. If it is nighttime sleep. Um, cause my first child, not my second child, my second child, I'm convinced is out to get me, but my first child was kind of a unicorn sleeper. And even though she was a decent sleeper, even in the newborn stage, you know, she could give me a solid three hours from the get go. I would not let myself sleep for fear of SIDS. Yes. And so I would stay up and watch her. Check to see the breathing. Oh, I was right outside of her crib watching her. Uh Uh-huh. Staring at the um, monitor, zoomed in on the chest. Oh, that I wouldn't me. even trust the monitor. It was pretty bad. Okay. Yeah. Um, And so I just remember thinking if I fall asleep, she'll die of SIDS. Mm-hmm. And we had to do infertility to get pregnant with her. So it's even more. I felt like the stakes were really high Yeah. on that. Yeah. And so it was one of those. It was definitely postpartum anxiety. I see that now in the hindsight. I probably knew it then, but I was in denial. Mm-hmm. Again, guilt, shame that we've talked about in previous episodes. So if you feel like your anxiety is, or that your lack of sleep is due to anxiety, especially at nighttime and that it is SIDS related, highly encourage you to reach out to your pediatrician about a SIDS monitor. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not a doctor. I am not a nurse. I am not a pediatrician. So I cannot give medical advice. Correct. But I do remember that was the advice my OB gave me. 
Right. Because he's the one that kind of caught it about two weeks postpartum. He was like, you've got to get some sleep. This is not going to get better if you don't sleep. And so we actually got um, a snooza SIDS monitor. We had the outlet. Yep. I had the outlet with my second one. And, you know, as a mom, it did a lot for me to have peace of mind to know that there was some type of a safety net. Right. That went a long way. It really did. I needed that. And then something I had to work through, which I, when I was in therapy with Will, was stopping those negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because they would just escalate in my head. Mm-hmm. Especially at night. Oh, yeah. Or when, I love my husband very much, but when he was over there snoring and he could sleep peacefully. Mm-hmm. But I, but I couldn't. Yeah. Um, so any help there to stop those negative thoughts in that moment that you yes. have? So... What we call those are intrusive thoughts. Now, just to preface this, intrusive thoughts are not thoughts that you want. Right. You are not coming up with them on your own. Like, you're not kind of willing them in your own thought processes. And it's not something that you want to actually happen. Exactly. So let me preface that. Intrusive thoughts are unwelcomed or uninvited thoughts that you do not want to happen. But also, anxiety is a form of protection. Mm. Anxiety is there as a way of saying, hey, you need to be aware of this. But unfortunately, it kind of snowballs. Yeah. And that's what turns into an intrusive thought. And so when you're having those intrusive thoughts, let's use the example of you are walking down the stairs with your baby and you're like, oh, my God, what if I fall down the stairs? And then what if baby ends up in ICU? What if I end up in ICU? And next thing you know, within a matter of seconds... You're in this worst case scenario of both of you being in the ICU on life support. I've been there. It's yeah. crippling. It's and, horrible. And you, I had never had intrusive thoughts before I mm-hmm. was pregnant. Yep. I, I look back and I had an intrusive thought a couple of times when I was pregnant. But I had a high risk pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I was told at 20 weeks, the odds of me and Will surviving was pretty low. Oh. But, so I always pictured worst case. Naturally. But looking back... I don't feel like anybody named it to me. I think they were just like, well, that's reasonable because it's high risk, right? But it's like, then you, like you said, it's snowball to me driving. I mean, what's if I drive off that bridge? Yep. What's if I get in a car wreck? Yep. So when we're having those intrusive thoughts, as best you can in the moment, take a deep breath, take a few deep breaths, get some oxygen to your brain, bring yourself back to the present moment with facts. Yeah. So what I would want, let's use the staircase example because it's a pretty easy one and I feel like it's pretty common. We can say, okay, I'm having anxiety about falling down the stairs with my baby. I don't want that to happen. But right now, in the here and now, we're safe. Mm -hmm. And if it makes you feel better to say, okay, I need to make sure that I have a tight grip on my baby and that I'm holding the railing, do that. Yeah. Those are protective preventative measures. They do not harm anybody. Take your socks off. Yeah. Take your socks off. And honestly, if it is crippling to the point where you're like, I can't walk down the stairs anymore, who says you can't sit on your butt and scoot down? Yeah. yeah. Nobody says that. If you need to do that so that you can actually accomplish getting down the stairs, do it. Yeah. Do it. It is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But when we use those grounding thoughts... And we combat our anxious, intrusive thoughts with facts. It's really hard for anxiety to disagree with a fact. 
So bring it out, the facts. And how and bring it, yourself to the present moment. And bring you back to reality. And they, I believe it's in one of the videos you were mm-hmm. talking about the water. Yes. Okay. So sometimes when we struggle with anxiety, we have the physical symptom of like a racing heart. Yes. Or like our heart's going to beat out of our chest. I sweat. Yes. That's really common. And so in those moments, if you struggle with the sweating or you get like a hot flash or you feel like you're having heart palpitations, get something cold. It can be a wet paper towel. It can be a wet washcloth. Coke can, bottle of water, something out of your freezer, something out of your fridge, anything cold. And I would want you to either put it on your pulse points with your wrist or on your neck on that carotid artery right there. Or you can do it on the back of your neck if you're out in public. Okay. So let's just say that you're at the grocery store and all of a sudden, boom, it hits you. And you may not even be having intrusive thoughts. It may just be, oh, I feel anxious. Oh, I've got that racing heart, all those things. You know, you can grab something cold put it on your neck. And if someone says, what are you doing? Just say, oh, I got really hot Mm -hmm. or, oh, I got overheated. No one's really going to question you on that. No. And that's not necessarily a lie. Right. But at the same time, that can take away any embarrassment that you may be feeling in the moment too. Right. And then how would you talk to, because I was never felt like, not that Bill, my husband would have understood, but I just didn't really want to say, I'm having intrusive thoughts. How can we communicate that to, like, friends and support? You could describe it as you're having racing thoughts. Okay. Because people, I think, are more familiar with the term racing thoughts. You can say, I'm having a lot of fears of falling down the stairs with my baby or being in a car accident when I have to take my baby to the pediatrician Mm -hmm. or things that have not happened, but you're really scared that they're going to happen. And how can they support us? Can they help? bring facts to life or can they so if you're a support person that is listening to this and someone comes to you saying they're having intrusive thoughts racing thoughts scary thoughts say you know what that is hard to go through yeah validate the mom validate her and say those are some scary thoughts you're right right now that's not a truth so let's figure out some ways and just talk it through with them Exactly. You know, kind of help, you know, be the breath that they need. Because they could be so worked up that they can't get that deep breath. I've been there. So you may have to be that person that is that deep breath for them. That's like, okay, you know what? Those are some scary thoughts. You're valid in feeling scared or worried about this. But I'm here to help you. Yeah. Love that. And again, intrusive thoughts, that doesn't mean you want that to happen. No. And... That's the thing. It's fear of it happening. And I remember it just popped, like it literally popped in my head. Oh, yeah. One day. And I'm going, whoa. Especially when it's like wee hours of the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, I remember too being in a parking lot, getting Will out and having just thoughts of what if someone takes him? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Immediately. And I almost wanted to get back in the car. But I didn't. Yeah. You know, I checked my surroundings. Appropriate. Took a couple of deep breaths. Yeah. Did it still afraid. Still, I well, did it still feeling a certain yeah. way, but I knew what it was. Absolutely. And so that that's a really good point right there, that there is a difference between anxiety and anxious thoughts and a gut feeling. Yeah. Slash intuition. Yes. Now so, I've had that too. Yes. So Mamas were blessed with that. Yeah. So... 
here's me as a mama, not even as a therapist, as a mom, hear me out when I say this, there is a difference between the two. They can look similar, Mm -hmm. but when I say your intuition, I'm talking about that gut feeling that something isn't right. You may not even be able to put your finger on it, but you just feel like something is wrong. Whether you're in, you know, you're going to Target and you just have this uneasy feeling or you think, okay, somebody is following me, whatever. Mm -hmm. It may be that you're worried that your baby is sick and you just keep thinking, I can't put my finger on it, but just something seems off. Something seems off. Whereas anxiety is going to be like, oh, but what if this happens? What if this happens? You're going to actually have more specific thoughts with anxiety. Versus just that, like, gut mama feeling. feeling. that something is wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Like my baby having RSV last week for a couple of days, I kept telling my husband, I'm like, she just feels warm. She just feels warm. Da, da, da. And I just could not shake that feeling that it was a sickness. Versus you spiraling. With- uh-huh. It was one of those, I was like, something is off. I don't know what it is, but something is off. And so we would check her temp and it would be normal. And I'm just like, something doesn't add up to me right now. And so then, lo and behold, we had picked her up from daycare that afternoon. They said, oh, she's been real fussy and kind of warm. And she was a tad warm. Yeah. Now, mind you, she still has her two-year molars to get. So I thought, well, maybe she's teething her two-year molars. By the time we got home, which it's a 10-minute drive to our daycare, we got her home and she was on fire. She felt so hot. So went ahead, dosed her with some Motrin, and then... She started going, <gasps> started having like uh-huh. some respiratory symptoms. And I told my husband, I said, I knew I felt like mm-hmm. something was off for a reason. And so luckily we did have a pediatric urgent care near us. I was able to take her. Unfortunately, it was RSV. Yeah. But at least I knew what we were dealing with. Yeah. Oh, I mean, even when I was inpatient nursing with patients. hmm I had a feeling about them sometimes. Oh, yeah. That there was something was off, something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And so the same thing when we're as moms. And the big differentiation there between intrusive anxiety versus just you trusting your gut. We never want you to us think we're saying don't trust that gut yeah. feeling. But if you are spiraling down yes. and it can, you know, the what ifs, this gets worse. Like if I had, so for an example, again, I had that gut feeling something was right. off with my daughter. Couldn't put my finger on it, but I just really felt like something was off. So if it had been intrusive thoughts, especially once we found out that it was RSV, easily I could have been like, well, what if she goes into respiratory distress while we're all sleeping? What if she has a febrile seizure? What if we end up in the hospital? What if she ends up in PICU? And what if this? And what if she's on the ventilator? And da, 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 da. That's an intrusive thought. Right. Whereas before it was this gut feeling of something's off. I I don't, I can't put my finger on it, but something does not feel right to me. Right. And then eventually it, you know, we figured out what it was. I would say I have a pretty high record about trusting my gut. Mm -hmm. It's there for a reason. Trust your guts, mamas. Mm -hmm. And like Whitney said, name it. If it's an intrusive thought, something Uh exciting, name it, call it for what it is. Mm -hmm. Deep breaths. Ground yourself. Yep. Bring yourself back to the present moment with some facts that everybody in that moment in time is safe. And go from there. Yeah. And just know that I know my personal experience that the more I got 
out of that fourth trimester, that first 12 weeks, oh. that depths of postpartum, the intrusive thoughts. I, I had it again, intrusive yeah. thoughts with James, our mm-hmm. second. Yeah. Um, but I knew what they were. Yep. And it, it gets better. It does. It gets better. So we want Absolutely. you to just encourage you, if you're in the thick of those early days, mm-hmm. or if this is hitting you later. At six or nine months postpartum. It still can... It is treatable. Mm-hmm. So oh, for sure. We're here for you. We can work yes. through this. So continue sending us these wonderful questions. Yes. We'll be back next time with another Hey Whitney session because I think this is this so is good. This is so good. So we thank you guys and we'll yes. talk again. All right.